0: Just ride this manic wave. Read Ezekiel chapter five. Ezekiel dramatizes Jerusalem's fall. Now you, son of man, take a sharp sword, use it as you would a barber's razor, and shave your head and beard, then take a set of scales and divide the hair. You are to burn a third of it in the city when the days of the siege have ended. You are to take a third and slash it with the sword all around the city, and you are to scatter scatter a third to the wind. For I will draw a sword to chase after them, but you are to take a few strands from the hair and secure them in the folds of your robe. Take some more of them, throw them into the fire and burn them in in it. A fire will spread from it the whole house of Israel. This is what the Lord God says. I have set this Jerusalem in the center of the nations with countries all around her. She has rebelled against my ordinances with more wickedness than the nations and against my statutes, like statutes more than the countries that surround her. For her people have rejected my ordinances and have not walked in my statutes. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says, because you have... hmm. Because you have been more insubordinate than the nations around you, you have not walked in my statutes or kept my ordinances. You have not even kept the ordinances of the nations around you. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. See, I myself am against you, Jerusalem. I will execute judgments within you and then sight of the nations because of all your detestable practices. I will do to you what I have never done before and what I have never and what and what I will never do again. As a result, fathers will eat their sons. Hmm. Because of all the detestable practices, I will do to you what I have never done before and what I will never do again. As a result, fathers will eat their sons within Jerusalem, and sons will eat their fathers. Whew. I will execute judgments against you and scatter all your survivors to every direction of the wind. Hmm. Verse 11, therefore, as I live, this is the declaration of the Lord God. I will withdraw and show you no pity because you have defiled my sanctuary. With all your aberrant acts and detestable practices. Yes, I will not spare you. A third of your people will die by plague and be consumed by famine within you. A third will fall by the sword all around you and i will scatter a third and i will scatter a third to every direction of the wind and i will draw a sword to chase after them when my anger is spent and i have vented my wrath on them i will be appeased then after i have spent my wrath on them they will know that i the lord have spoken in my jealousy Verse 14, I will make you a ruin and a disgrace among the nations around you in the sight of everyone who passes by, so you will be a disgrace and a taunt, a warning, a horror, and a horror to the nations around you when I execute judgments against you in anger, wrath and furious rebukes I, the Lord, have spoken. When I shoot deadly arrows of famine at them, arrows for destruction that I will send to... Destroy you, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. I will intensify the famine against you and cut off your supply of bread. I will send famine and dangerous animals against you. They will leave you childless. Plague and bloodshed will sweep through you and I will spring a sword against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Am I a Tony? tell Tony, what you got to say? That's crazy. I'm tempted to like, to try to grow a beard for like the hundredth time. As winter approaches, fall, then winter, but I already know I'm not gonna like it because it starts to itch. And I kinda like, even though I'm growing hair on my head, I kinda like having this whole clean cut look on my face. At least be clean somewhere. Clean, clean that boy, clean. It's like I can't just struggle to avoid I have to be like clean cut somehow, some way, on some level. And then when I cut my mustache off, I'm always looking at myself like, why did I cut my mustache off? Maybe I'll just keep my mustache now. But my mustache is weird. I'm just gonna cut it all off. Yeah, I don't look goofy without a mustache, but I don't look as goofy when I have hair on my head. Ha, 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 ha. Each pile, Tony Evans notes, each pile symbolized a judgment against Jerusalem and its people. Fire, violence, and scattering. God had set Jerusalem in the center of the nations as a city on a hill populated by his chosen people to be a witness to his holiness by their love and devotion to him. But Israel had rebelled. The principle at work here is this. The greater the sin, the greater the consequence. Woo, hoo hoo That applies today, y'all. The greater the sin, the greater the consequences. So, you may think you're getting away with sin right now, but there's always a payday. In this verse, God provides the interpretation of the symbolic acts Ezekiel performed with the three parts of his hair. The few hairs hidden in the prophet's robe has represented a righteous remnant preserved from immediate judgment. God always preserves a remnant always 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 a righteous remnant never fails And the final verses of this chapter argue against their total safety likely God chose to deliver some so they would be a witness to the awfulness of Judah's sin and the righteousness of God's judgment as indicated in chapter 6 verse 8 through 10 we haven't gotten there yet dude jumping ahead Notice the repetition of the phrase, I, the Lord, have spoken among the terrifying judgments cataloged here. It's a reminder that these are the pronouncements of Israel's perfectly just and holy God, whose righteous standards have been dragged through the dirt by the same people who had had promised to uphold them in loving obedience. Mm. I know so many times you ever had moments where you're like, God... If you get me out of the situation, I'll never do that again. I'll never look at pornography again. I'll never masturbate again. I'll never have sex with a woman that's not my wife again. I'll fornicate. I won't do this. I won't do that. I won't lie. I won't steal. I won't cheat. I fill in the blank. I won't do such and such. Before we know it, months later go by. You know, we might be good for a while, and find ourselves doing that same thing again. Hmm. We must never extol the love of God at the expense of his just wrath against sin. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I know that word extol, but I want to look at it again because I don't think I fully understand the definition and the context he's using it here. He extolled the virtues of the Russian people's praise enthusiastically or to to praise highly. If you extol something, you praise it very highly. The Bible says now, I, yeah, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All right. So. To praise. So we should never praise highly. To, yeah, we must never extol the love of God at the expense of his just wrath. We must never praise highly the love of God at the expense of his just wrath against sin. So basically take God for granted. His love for granted. Say, so Oh, God knows my heart. He loves me. He's I got Jesus. All my sins are covered. They separate as far as the East is from the West. Yeah, they are. But that means we should, that doesn't give us license to just go out here and do whatever we want. I'm talking to myself. Y'all can work that one out with God. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you. You're a good father. Help us to never, 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 never take your your grace, your mercy lightly, Lord. Pray to help us to you know most. This is Paul said the very things he um didn't want to do. He found himself doing at times. So and I, I think we can all relate to that. So help us by the power of your Holy Spirit empower us to never grieve the Holy Spirit, to to not disobey you and do things, yeah, that grieve the Holy Spirit. Help us to walk on the path that you have called each and every one of us and to walk in our purpose and to not be easily distracted or veer off and stay amongst a flock of other believers and Christians that can help us in our times of need, our times of uh, weakness, In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts, we believe we are now in right standing with God